0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 464, How to Keep Your Kids Debt-Free Forever, part one, by Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. And I'm your host, Joss Marie. Hola, and welcome back to my show where I try and help you optimize your relationships. And as you may know, parenting posts are usually featured at the end of the week. And actually, today's post comes from a new site across our podcast. While we've narrated Kalen Bruce's content from his other blog, Money Mini Blog, this is actually another one he started, and he's sharing some tips on how you can help your kids to live a debt-free lifestyle. It's super important to me and Leah's parents to help our littles develop good financial habits from a young age, so I'm super keen to share this post to help you teach your kids why debt is a bad thing. So let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. How to Keep Your Kids Debt-Free Forever, Part 1, by Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. For decades, debt has been a way of life for Americans. Gone are the days when a mortgage was the only sizable debt someone would take on in their life. Today, it's not uncommon to see a car payment the size of a house payment from the 90s. In 2015, Standard & Poor conducted a financial literacy survey and found that Americans are getting financially dumber. Financial literacy has been decreasing for decades, which could help explain why debt has been increasing. Americans now hold over $1 trillion in credit card debt and over $13 trillion in total debt. The credit debt includes those who pay it off each month, but more than 6 in 10 adults carry a balance from month to month. Around half of the $1 trillion in credit card debt is revolving debt. Auto loans are over $1 trillion as well, according to NerdWallet. The good news is that our kids don't have to fall into the debt trap. Not getting in beats, getting out. Let's be real, most Americans are broke. 70% of Americans are in debt, and 50% think they always will be. 78% are living paycheck to paycheck, and most don't have enough savings to cover even the smallest emergencies. If you read an article on becoming debt-free, the first step is always the same. Don't get into any more debt. If your child hasn't left home yet, he's likely not in debt yet, so he can skip this step. That puts him one step ahead of most Americans that one step could mean the world. It's easy to not get into debt. It's much harder to dig your way out. It's possible for your child to never pay interest a day in her life. It's easy, actually. All she has to do is refuse debt. Trust me, it's possible and sustainable to live a debt-free life. Refusing debt starts by refusing credit cards. The Psychology of Spending I've been through many stages of thought on the cash versus credit debate. I started by loving credit cards and never paying them off at the end of the month. Then I read Dave Ramsey's books and cut up all of my credit cards. After I crawled out of debt, I started getting into credit card rewards, and I went back to spending almost 100% on credit, but paying it off each month to avoid paying any interest. Now I'm back to preferring cash over credit, and here's why. Studies began a few decades ago to look into the spending habits of people who use credit cards compared with cash spenders. In 2001, MIT did a study involving college students bidding on three different items. When the students were allowed to use credit cards, they spent between 80 to 100 percent more than students using only cash. A decade later, a study in the Journal of Consumer Research gave some insight into why people spend more with credit than cash. It turns out, people tend to associate credit cards with the benefits of the product they're buying, yet they associate paying cash with the cost of the product. This isn't by accident, it's mostly by marketing. We have the major credit card companies to thank for that. But benefits versus cost isn't the only reason we spend more with credit. Hal E. Hirschfield, PhD, explains that when we purchase on credit, we have more time to think about the purchase between the time of the transaction and the time we actually pay the bill. Studies continue to confirm that we spend more with credit cards. From restaurant tips to auto tolls, we simply spend more in every area when we use a credit card, according to a study from Value Penguin. Credit Card Rewards Versus Overspending I'm all for credit card rewards, but given the aforementioned studies, I'm not so sure they're worth it. I still use credit cards and get rewards from all of them, but I'm actually considering making a change. Cal Newport, author of Deep Work, talks about the any benefit of things in his book, meaning that we tend to stick with things as long as they provide any benefit. It's important to look at what provides the most benefit. I think it's plain to see that while credit cards do offer benefits, cash offers the greatest benefit by spending less money overall, even factoring in rewards. I am highly intentional with my spending. I stick strictly to a budget, yet I still believe I would spend less if I used cash. Cash is real. We see it leaving our pockets. Credit seems more like pretend. We're chasing credit card rewards while spending way more than we otherwise would, and all too often digging our way into a hole, such as debt. Even with an overly conservative estimate, taking all the aforementioned studies into account, we spend around 10% more when we use credit than when we use cash. Is that worth the 1-5% to cash back? I don't think so. Especially since 20% or higher is more likely how much we're overspending with credit. Perhaps we should encourage our kids to never get caught up in chasing credit card rewards and to stick with cash. That never opens the possibility of falling into heaps of credit card debt. Why encourage credit for the any benefit when we could encourage cash for the most benefit and also take away the possibility of our children drowning in debt? Your child, one, credit card debt, zero. The great car payment myth. Oh, car payments. Everyone has one, right? Well, actually, it seems like it's more of a poor and lower middle class thing. Not because they have less money, but because they buy more car. Car payments are getting higher and car payment terms are getting longer, up to an average of 66 months. On top of that, Americans are borrowing almost $1,000 more overall on the average loan. In The Millionaire Next Door, Thomas J. Stanley, Ph.D., explains how the average millionaire doesn't have a car payment, and he doesn't have a new car. It's typical for the average millionaire to drive a slightly used car and pay cash for it. But this isn't just for millionaires. The only car payment your child should ever have is a payment to herself in an interest bearing account. Once she buys her first car, she can start saving for her next car. Even if she puts it into a savings account that bears practically no interest, she'll still have $24,000 after five years of saving $400 a month. That means zero interest paid and zero debt. If you instill this mindset before your child leaves home, she'll never have a car payment in her life. Your child, two. Auto loan debt, zero. How to Get a Debt-Free Degree What about college? Student loans are necessary if you want a good education, right? Nope, student loans aren't a necessity. It's actually fairly easy to go to school without going into debt. How do you get the degree without the debt? Here's how. Number 1. Save for College You can use a 529 plan or other college savings option to save for your kid's education. Whether you plan to help or not, they can still save. Their teenage years are an ideal time to work up some savings for school. If they know they're going to college, why wait until they graduate high school to consider the cost? Number two, choose an affordable college. There's no reason to cross state lines for school, and your local community college may be all you need. At a minimum, once you confirm that the credit's transferred to your child's college of choice, get the core classes knocked out at a community college. Contrary to popular belief, few employers actually care about where your degree comes from, they just care that you have a degree. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Keep Your Kids Debt-Free Forever by Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. Aren't the statistics mentioned in this post scary? Most of us know that many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, but Americans holding over $1 trillion in credit card debt really puts things in perspective and gives me the goosebumps. I love how Kaylin reminds us that it's much harder to dig your way out of debt than to not get into debt in the first place. Prevention is certainly better than treatment. According to an article on Inc.com, kids start learning money lessons as early as age four. That is why it's crucial to teach our young ones about money matters. By the way, Be sure to subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily if you're interested in building better financial habits, and you can also hear more from Kaylin's other site there. You can also check out Optimal Living Daily for personal growth tips, and Optimal Health and Optimal Business Daily for healthy lifestyle and business content. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of our shows. And in the meantime, I hope you feel more empowered knowing that there are ways to keep your kids debt-free. I look forward to sharing the rest of Kaylin's tips with you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.